Hello, and welcome to the Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick, and I am in a public space. I am I am <laughs> holding my microphone. Uh, I look ridiculous. Uh, I'm at the Web Summit, so yeah, that's what's going on right now. That's good. I mean, what I need to do now is basically make you say incredibly embarrassing things out loud. I mean, like, any- this, is, this is when we should have a really long anime conversation. Yeah, I have. I have never. I have. I have done lots of recording in public in my life. This is this is worse. This is <laughs> this is much worse. Um, who are you? Uh, I am Luke, and I am uh, in my the same room I'm always in, but I have slightly rearranged it, so I have a different background now. I noticed that your energy was different this week as well. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, there's a really cool function that I have in my room where, where if I if I face it this way, uh, the light hits the the alcove behind me and gives me a, a proper Jesus halo I, Catholic I, saint thing. I did notice the halo. Yeah, I did notice yeah. that. Okay, that makes sense. Welcome to the Content Minds. This week, uh, we're obviously not doing an entire show like this. Don't worry, you don't have to listen to an hour of this. But we thought we would try to do a little mini-sode. So to kick things off, Luke, how's the internet this week? Uh, The internet felt very... I think streamed is the best word I'm going to use for it in that it has felt like a lot of people have been doing different things. Like there's a lot of different conversations going on and they're not really crossing over. Oh, you didn't mean streamed as in like live video. No, okay. that would be ridiculous. No, no one would like have a company that, you know, just did lots of live video where they started to like bundle everything together and pretend that it was, it was, it was some sort of uh, high tech solution when in fact it's just a uh, second life, but with higher res. I mean, you, you joke, but I was told in 2017 that live video was over and it would never work <laughs> because here's yeah. the here's the kicker. I was told it wouldn't work because you couldn't do it outside well enough. And they said, who would want to watch somebody just sit on a live stream and do nothing? And I thought, <laughs> all right, I guess you're right. <laughs> and yeah, um, and, uh, as, as Twitch, you know, the, the catastrophic failure of Twitch has really demonstrated that. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to say, it, it's interesting that um, one of your columnists is making a fool of himself on the internet again this week. Oh, uh, you're gonna have to narrow it down. Do you know about this man? I'm sure I do, but there's a lot of them. Oh man, I, I really you need to ho- narrow down which one is making a fool of themselves in exactly how because I was really hoping you would know about this so that I wouldn't have to explain it out loud. I, no, I'm sure I do. It's just many of our columnists have made fools of themselves, so you need to explain which one. So there's a, there was a tweet that went viral over the weekend, which is screenshots of a Times piece from Giles Corin. Oh, Giles Corin describing right, right, right. his horrible, horrible sex stuff. I mean. It is essentially impossible to read a good sex scene in a book. Like, all sex in books is bad. That's why the, the awards, which are known as the Bad Sex Awards, which his book won, 
are bad because all sex scenes in books are bad. Right. I mean, I do love the th- like the thing that you can really count on in your country is that every couple of weeks a man named Giles will reveal himself to be an absolute devil, like yeah. like a literal demon. Yeah. Um. So obviously, as I can tell by the the Portuguese people moving around behind you with various custard tarts and and and. Cristiano Ronaldo shirts. That's right. Uh, you're in Portugal. You're at Web Summit in, in Lisbon. I How am. is that? Well, right now I look like I'm like calling in like war updates. <laughs> like that's the level of setup I have in the green room. At the, it's not even a green room. It's literally just it's the media village, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's a coffee machine here. That's how you know the journalists are here. So th- this is, uh, I think, my third year at the Web Summit. It's my first as media. Uh, typically, I'm down in the fancy room with the free wine as the speaker, but this year I'm oh, I'm working. You're it. covering this year. Yeah, garbage day is obviously not at the level where they're going to have me speak. But I got a media pass, <laughs> and what is cool is that it says garbage day, so it is. That is good. <laughs> I got them. To, I got them to put that on there. So this is technically garbage day's first press pass. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, but in terms of the actual events, it all started tonight with like a big keynote thing, and it was Francis Haugen, though a Facebook whistleblower. So I, I literally, two minutes before sitting down and setting up this janky little studio here, uh, I was listening to her speak in the auditorium, and it was fascinating. I learned a bunch of things. Do you want to hear the juiciest tidbit I learned? Always. According to her, the department that like interfaces with politicians, like the like the very important people users. At Facebook is the same department that moderates content, but that is not true at Twitter. Oh, so Twitter has t- okay. I don't. Is that good? I can't tell if that's good or bad. So she was like, "There's a reason why Trump like was kicked off Twitter first, and it's because like the people who do the content moderation at Twitter like don't have any concerns about whether or not they personally will piss off politicians." So, like, I think it, I, I sort of read it as almost like a double-edged sword where it's, like, it does also mean that, like, the people who are dealing with, like, warlords have, like, not a lot of say in the larger moderation of the website. But I did find it interesting right. overall. It's like on Twitter, if someone is doing genocide but isn't being offensive, they're like, not a problem. He's not being offensive on a platform. Whereas Facebook, it's like, Wait, no, hang on, that doesn't even work. No, no, it's more confusing than that. I actually genuinely, I mean, we always talk about like how we should fix all these things and how everything is broken and stuff. That's the exact sort of thing that I don't totally understand actually what the right option is. Because if you have them as the same people, what you're relying on is, sorry, also you can hear fireworks, it's November now, so it's just fireworks constantly. Please clean up your sound, Luke. You sound like, can you please bring a level (laughs) of professionalism to this operation? For Christ's sake. Okay, well, that's fine. You just get out from under the desk where you're recording. I wish I was under a desk. I would feel less embarrassed. Do you know? <laughs> do you know? Do you know what it feels like? Do you know what it feels like to sit in a completely lit room with a tiny little podcasting setup? Do you know? Well, I mean, what, I'm really, enjo- what I'm really enjoying is all the people walking past you, like, looking at you. <laughs> this is, this is, this is the worst. This is, I would rather, I would rather have a GoPro outside doing like man on the street content than this to podcast in a room where people can see you like some kind of sicko um yeah no i i i found haugen's like whole deal very interesting um what, what was your what was your take on her as like a person because so many whistleblowers have come forward with kind of like varying degrees of like with credibility and uh uh moral positioning yeah um what was your take on her like overall so at 
the Web Summit two years ago, I met the head of Whistleblower Aid, actually, the organization that's working with Francis Haugen and I've worked with like many others. So like I sort of understand their whole operation. Um, her as a person, she does seem like very nervous. She doesn't actually see, she doesn't seem like Chris Wiley, you know, the Cambridge right. Analytica guy um, who like had a very different vibe. He was here actually at the conference two years ago. Um, but yeah, he had a very, he had a vibe that was very much, he knew exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it and how to play it. Yeah. This, this did seem very reluctant. One thing that Haugen said that I found interesting also was that the, she, she sort of explained the rollout and I think it answered some of the questions I had about like how this has worked, which is apparently they started giving documents to journalists in countries based on where they were giving the documents to the governments because whistleblower aid was like, if you are giving the documents to governments, you can be legally protected as a whistleblower. So the press were second to the zones of influence that they were leaking to. Oh, okay. So they were doing it. For, they were doing it for essentially legal protection. Yeah. So like they started with the SEC and Congress because there are legal protections for leaking directly to the SEC and Congress. Whether that's going to stand up, like you know, as this gets messier, and messier. I don't know. But that was the thinking. That would also probably explain why they did not immediately expand to the global south because those governments were probably not the governments they were starting with should they be probably but they weren't it doesn't say amazing things about the uk's freedom of speech either i think that would also explain why they didn't go to the uk because the uk is not part of the eu anymore yeah um but you know if you if you're she also i mean she said that like the thing that made her do this was because she was able to see under the hood of what was happening in india and yet, like, India has been largely left out of this entire thing. And I think one explanation for that would be that the Modi government is just, like, not one that you're going to leak to. <laughs> like, no, the Modi government is is not going... Is, does not have, like, favorable views of freedom of expression and... No, no. Like, rights. you're not going to tell the Modi government that they've been, like, positively boosted by Facebook for a decade and expect anything... <laughs> useful to happen i'm not saying this is all right i just i went into this kind of like because you know it's a big conference and it's a big like conversation in front of a big auditorium so like i went into it being like okay like i'm curious about a few things i wonder if i'll get any insight there that those are my sort of takeaways from the whole thing which is like I, I feel like i have a better idea of how this entire thing happened and it does feel a lot less calculated than i originally thought it was that's really interesting because it's, it's such it's such a thing because because you joined facebook so recently like, it is not someone who's been there for 10 years and has finally got sick of it. Because she joined in, like, 2019 or something. Yeah, it was pretty... Re- um, yeah, so the story that she told was that because she spent time at home with her mom, who's a priest, the moral implications of the whole thing began to weigh on her more heavily because she was working from home during COVID with, like, a priest in the house. It is true that priests are the most moral people and have never done any wrong. I love your ongoing whole deal with that in this show <laughs> i well i mean to be fair i don't know i don't know what 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 denomination this priest was well she, she's married and a woman so that cuts out one big possibility there that's true okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh who else have you uh seen or spoken to nobody it's the i literally the conference started literally three hours ago um, there's, <laughs> a, there's a bar outside that I'll be going to immediately after recording this, but no, so I'm, I'm here all week, uh, although hilariously because of the way we do this show and how we're recording, no one hearing this will be able to like come see me if you're here. Cause you'll hear this after I've left. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, it's. I mean, in, it's, in fact, in fact, in fact, we may well be in the same country by the time yes we release this. Yeah, the the, the temporal the temporality of this episode to be very confusing for people. But I, I will say, I will say to be like a little okay to like be a little emotional here in public podcasting in a corner. Uh, I think it is so. Like before the pandemic, I was traveling a lot. I was traveling like probably like every five weeks uh, for an average of like two weeks at a time. And then when the pandemic yeah. happened, obviously I wasn't doing that anymore. And I am so old now. <laughs> trying to do like any basic tasks like out in the world while also like trying to do like work, like to do garbage day and to do this while also like getting to and from places. Like I used to cover riots, man. And now I'm like barely able to walk up a, like a Lisbon Hill. It's, it's, it's a very different I, world. I, I, I have aged in a way. Yeah, in the in the, the pandemic has aged me in a way I was not expecting. Yeah, I'm, and it's partly because I've also been like busy and doing a lot of working a lot, but like it has aged me in a very specific way where I'm like, oh wow, like like I went to a gig a few months ago and I was like, the next day I couldn't move, I couldn't hear anything, I was I was uh, I was a mess. I'm and I was like, that was one night. I'm significantly older. And I'm I'm waiting to see like is this permanent or is this temporary like like is this just like me getting used to like being outside and like being around human beings again and like you know my social battery is like much lower than it used to be or am I just like significantly older as a person and this is just my life now that's what I'm trying to figure out. I feel like I'm gonna have to like pick up a, a proper exercise routine and be like healthy and stuff because it's not I had that I, I had that thought today as well and I was like wow maybe this is time for me oh here, here's one funny story I put this on Twitter but maybe people listen to this who don't follow me on Twitter or saw this because now I'm tweeting in a weird time zone but when I got to Portugal I went through customs and the customs lady was like what are you here for and I was like the web summit she goes do you have like a ticket or a pass or whatever? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm press, I'm media. And she goes, what do you, who do you write for? And I was like, it's a newsletter. And she was like, what's it called? And I was like, garbage day. <laughs> it's about memes. And she was like, is it a useful newsletter or is it like weird geek stuff? And I was like, I try to be useful. <laughs> and then she stamped my passport and she was like, get out of here. Demonic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, my, you're gonna have to come up with like a, a a company name to sit above it that's just like I bought Infotech News or something. I bought the URL for Garbage Media. It's only gonna get g- more garbagey towards the top here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we should probably talk about Facebook and their journey towards something. And I don't know what we're talking about. Meta. You want to talk about Meta? meta. So okay, here's here's a good uh, segue. There, Frances Haugen was also asked about Meta, and she. Uh, she she was like, they can't even run Facebook. <laughs> what are they gonna do with Meta? Yeah, so I I have been struggling with Meta. I, I feel like in the last like two weeks, Facebook has just like gone out of its way to piss me off at every single turn. Um, I mean, <laughs> what is it? It's just like it's just like crappy. Like it's like a Peloton and a Zoom call strapped together. Like. And Second Life, it's Second Life. We had this. It was Second Life. It was awful. But like, has Mark Zuckerberg seen VR Chat? Do you know VR Chat? Are you familiar with VR Chat? You probably have seen clips from it. I mean, the concept. Yeah, I've seen the videos on YouTube and stuff. It's where that super racist meme Ugandan Knuckles came from, right? And it's like, but like, if you want to know what the metaverse looks like, that's what it looks like. It's like racist, and everyone's like having sex with each other. Well, I mean, that's not fair. All the internet's racist. 
yeah. and all of its people having sex with each other. Yeah. So so it's it's just the internet again. So if you want to build a metaverse, like there's kind of some rules you sort of have to play with. I the whole, but also the whole thing is, it's there. It's crazy because like he hasn't announced anything tan. Like wh- what is it? Like what is he so, doing? So there, was, there was a thing floating around afterwards which implied that some of the technologies involved in it were much further along than the video really explained. And like the video was was kind of splashy, but that the for example the avatars, the IRL avatars, are actually like really advanced. And stuff like the what they're calling the EMG, and I don't even know what it stands for, but the thing where you basically type with your hand oh, rather yeah. than having to like engage, that's actually apparently very advanced. And like you can just do a movement with your hand like that and you'll type something if you if you need to. I think it's very uh, cool that Facebook has removed the soft thing that your finger can touch on the table. <laughs> so that yes. you can just slam your fingers into the table in cyberspace. That's super cool. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is oh God, that is essentially it, isn't it? But, I mean, my, my kind of take on it is that the metaverse will happen in the same way that it kind of already has. Like, VR exists. AR exists. Like, Pokemon Go existed. That was AR. Like, a bunch of this stuff existed and did things, and it still does exist, and it's going to link up because... The link is actually the people, not the internet. It's you go from a VR to an AR to an online to an offline space, and that's the link between it all. So it will exist. I don't know if Facebook's going to be at the heart of it because basically the question is whether or not Facebook's ability to invest massively in technology is going to be big enough, is going to be effective enough to actually create this thing, or whether they're going to be kind of relying on other stuff. Like, like are they going to be relying on other people coming up with this and making this work? And I broadly think that's what's going to happen other people are going to do it yeah i mean their strategy for many years has been to just like buy the thing that they they don't want to do or can't do but the problem is that like we're not at a stage with this stuff where there is like the like the coolest vr app i can think of right now is probably beat saber and then like the second coolest adaptation of vr is vtubers and they're not cool in the traditional sense they're like buzzy right like they're countercultural cool yeah sort of and then you have like the NFT thing, but like we're not at a Instagram in 2011 stage with this stuff. Like there is not that I can tell anything out there that is like worth absorbing into and turning into. The other thing is just like the price, like, like Facebook succeeds because it's like the lowest common denominator system and the lowest common denominator content. Like, I don't know how you recreate that in a thing that requires an interface that costs at least $500. I mean, exactly. This is kind of the, the, the problem, the central problem, which is that Facebook sucks. Like, Facebook's, <laughs> like, that's, like, the, like that's the, it. Wait, wait, that's the title of the episode, I think. <laughs> the, but the, the app itself, as we've been through in previous episodes, is really ineffective uh, it doesn't have anything anyone wants to watch on it, and everyone's kind of there just because they're already there. Right. Like, you know, it's not that anyone likes it or wants to be there. It's just like, sure, okay, but like that's how both my aunt and uh, my friend's brother, who I used to work with, they're still there. So right. I'm going to still be there. But you're not really actively there. It's an inherently bad app full of the worst human beings on Earth, and they're only trapped there because they're forced to be there. Yeah, exactly, and 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 like it's you the end up app. With- it's Luke. It's the app that my dad watched, like watches hours of of Chinese subtitled action movie clips on. Yeah, like that's exactly. how he it's not, uses it. It's not anything, and I don't know how you go. Okay, we're gonna go from here to the the metaverse <laughs> because a base, actually, to be honest, it's closer to 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 WhatsApp. WhatsApp and Messenger might be the grounding for this to actually work. 
like there are, but the, so there are parts of the company that like, okay, that makes sense. Like, okay. Uh, what's that messenger? It's super, super mobile. It's got like a really good camera in it. It like, it can, it, it can, it can blend, you know, online, offline really well. And then Instagram, you've got like filters and you've got, um, like minor AR touches, but unless Facebook can manufacture a device that can do AR or VR for this for free, essentially. I don't know how they're, they're how they break in like they did with their other stuff, which is all free. I mean, with all this stuff, I do think the price will go down. I mean, I say this, I think the price will go down. I'm actually looking for a new phone right now, and they're all a thousand pounds. Yeah, insane. Phones. Like, why are phones? Why are phones so expensive? I I want a decent. I don't actually need to film a movie on my phone, but for some reason, every phone is determined to make me do that, and then say, "But the battery life sucks." I'm like, "Yes." Obviously it does, because you're trying to make me film a, a, a cinema-level movie on my phone. This is half-related, but my, my girlfriend has, like, an iPhone 11, I think, and I have, like, an iPhone 13, and my video camera is, like, insane because I've got the three cameras, and it's great. But because of that, the photos it takes with it, my phone, are insane. Like, the like the photos on the iPhone 12 or 13 or whichever one I have, the three-camera one, look so bad compared to a normal phone with just one camera on it and it's like unusable because they gave me like movie quality like you know movie making algorithm in it and so like you take a photo with it and your face looks super long there is a there is a phone out now which is a nokia called a nokia 1.4 which apparently has a good battery life and a shit camera and i'm like i'm actually quite tempted by that i'm gonna buy a nokia you don't post photos ever no, I don't. I don't really take photos. And when you do, they're all, like, sweaty somehow. I don't know when the last time I posted a photo was, or took a photo, really, so... It was a while ago, but I remember it just being, like, sweaty. Like the, like the, like that the, sounds right. Like the camera was sweaty. That, no, that sounds right. Okay. I mean, I, have a, I, I just don't, I don't like spending that much on a phone. Anyway, the, the, my point, my central point was that you have this thing of, yeah, okay, maybe uh, VR will get cheaper at some point, but it probably won't. Because as soon as it gets cheaper, they make less money on it. Because actually, the cheap stuff is quite hard to make profitable. Yeah. So you end up with. I don't. Know, I think. I think there is a version of WhatsApp which lends itself really well to the metaverse. Uh, because basically, WhatsApp exists for the group group chat, and obviously, Americans listening to this, we like, why are you using WhatsApp? But everywhere outside of America, WhatsApp is the thing. Right. But I think there is a version of that which really work potentially works with the metaverse. Like, and I can imagine the idea of like having the group chat that is also then like a VR, AR thing. Like imagine like uh, uh, you know, imagine putting on like Google Glass style glasses and then the three people you're talking to in the group chat are in the room with you as you're talking to them. Yeah, or even the opposite, which is like you're wearing a thing and you're, I mean, look, if you have WhatsApp messages, if you have WhatsApp messages appearing on your smartwatch, like you're halfway to what Zuckerberg is envisioning. Like his yeah, grand basically. plan was the idea of like reading text messages on your eye, like your eyeglasses. So like, you know, the, the, there's a two way street with this, which is like, yeah, you could see other people, but then you could also just like receive messages on wearables and that just gets more and more like fleshed out. But the issue is it's just wearables are expensive and, and, and for the most part bad for reasons that have not been really smoothed out over the last decade. Like I put on my first pair of Google Glass like uh, 15 years ago and I remember just being like this sucks yeah. ass and everyone who wears them deserves to get beat up. Uh, and then it didn't get any better. 
<laughs> and also, also Zuckerberg's like primary use case, which is, um, I will, I, I don't know. His use case is, you're, if you're in a meeting, you can then have a conversation with someone like via your phone while you're one not interrupting people. And it's like nobody cares. Like no. if I'm in a meeting and we're talking about product A, and then someone who works on product B is clearly zones out for like ten minutes to do some other stuff, and then we get back to product B, and then they join again. Like that makes perfect sense, and they can sit physically in the room and do that, and that's fine and normal. I and mean, it's a very weird thing of being like, no, no, everyone's staring dead ahead. If, if like, you want, a, if you want a real good feeling of like where Zuckerberg is in the pulse of the zeitgeist right now, we are in one of the largest like work shutdowns in American history. We are in like a like a rethinking your entire career moment in terms of labor in yeah. America. And he's like, what if you could have multiple conference calls happening in real life at the same time? <laughs> like, if you want to get a really good idea of where he is in relation to the rest of us. <laughs> he's, he's the exhibit of meetings. Like, he... <laughs> we're in the middle of a movement that's literally called the Great Resignation. And he's like, what if you could get <laughs> Slack messages on your eyeballs while looking at your Zoom call? <laughs> it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, no one wants yeah. to work anymore. Why would I want to pay you $800 so you can spy on me and siphon my data while I work three jobs at the same time for you? It just what I find really sense. funny about this is because it came up today. Uh, I can't remember what I read about Zuckerberg. Oh, no, it was, it was, the, it was the Ben Smith New York Times column. Of course it was. Uh, yeah, um, yeah uh, where he was speaking about Mark Zuckerberg and he was going on like a hunting trip. And what I've always found weird about Zuckerberg is that he really likes the kind of out of office away from devices stuff loves it like personally he's really into hunting and doing like weird surfing stuff and all that noise and then it's very weird that then he's got this kind of like well obviously everyone just wants to have more meetings simultaneously right because well i think it i think it tells you what, what he's thinking about when he's like smothering a dead antelope and sweet baby rays out in the middle of the woods he's just thinking about getting back to that grind he wants to grussle you know he's dying to grussle and it, you know if he, he if he could he would use the metaverse to work out in the woods i guess i don't know i just i don't know i think i think facebook is one of those things where it's going to have this moment where suddenly there's going to be like kind of a a, a watershed moment where there is now no longer enough people using the site actively in the way it's intended and suddenly it dies like i i i I think that the others won't instagram will be fine whatsapp will be fine all that stuff but i think that the potential for the actual central facebook hub of this which is it's what the hub is like I think that that will theoretically die at some point. I, I I think we're probably two years out, three years out from just like they retire. Like they don't retire it. It just like it 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 is basically just like the OS of whatever's next, and like it's just like the rotten bottom floor of wherever they go from here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, actually, I want to say one more thing. One more thing, and this is about the problems with Facebook. Have you looked recently at the the menu on the left hand side of the like Facebook and the options for it? Uh, are we talking mobile or desktop? Just uh, do desktop. Okay, I'm opening it right now. I'm op- and then if you click on the like the the three line bar to bring up the menu. Uh, what three line bar? Uh, I, I mean, you may have a different version of this to me, but like, there's a menu on the left hand side that has like friends in it. Yeah, friends, groups, watch, marketplace, memories, saved, pages, news. Right. How events. many How many things are in that menu? Oh, then you can open it even further. Oh, my God. What? What is this? Right. Blood donations. Climate Science Center, community help, events, Facebook pay. Apparently, they have a payment system. I didn't know about that. Well, that's where they're putting their cryptocurrency eventually, I think. 
Sure. Crisis Gaming video. Emotional health? Play games. Like, they've got, like, three different gaming things here. This is... This is wild. I wonder... This is a... This is a peak symbol of a company that has no idea what it's doing. No, they have no idea. I think the whole the whole hope was like we can be the everything company, but like eventually, if you're the everything company, you're the nothing company. Yeah, you become you either become a public utility or you die or or a monopoly. Yeah, yeah. I just came across this the other day and I counted and there's there's more than thirty different options here of things to do on Facebook that aren't Facebook. Dude, I um I went to an event uh like before the pandemic where. Because I was there covering it, I got, I got onboarded into Facebook's dating app. Nice. And then I had forgotten about it. And then, like, it, it turned notifications back on after, like, six months of inactivity. <laughs> and so, I, like, I got a few and I opened it up. And it was, like, it was like that scene in Men in Black where he opens, like, the train station locker. And there's, like, a whole civilization in there. And you're, like, who are you? Pe-? Like, where, where, <laughs> where are you people? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean that's it as well because it's so huge. Whatever they set up immediately gets like a million users. Right, but they're all just like, like they're like they're not real. Like they're not like they're they're people, but like they're not like in the mix. You know, they're not like with it. Yeah, uh, I have really big news. What's your big news? First, uh, ask me what content I consume to stay sane. Okay, what content did you consume to stay sane? watch the beach that makes you get old i thought you were gonna say shang chi no dude where am i gonna see it i'm not going to a movie theater. i don't know i don't know it's been like four months yeah going to a movie theater is really complicated um <laughs> um no i watched i watched the beach that makes you get old what happens in it uh do you want me to tell you the like the whole thing do you want me to tell the, the twist does, does he make does he make people old people get old yeah people yeah people people wow. get old really fast on the beach and then there's a twist is there an actual is there an actual other twist yeah there's this yeah Okay, cool. Can we put the spoiler music in? Because I know okay. I can watch this. I'm going to put it in. So the twist is... Enter in the spoiler zone. The beach that makes you get old. <laughs> is run by a pharmaceutical company that sets up a fake hotel to trick people to go to the beach that makes you get old. And what they do is they secretly dose you with pharmaceutical trials, and then they use the fast aging of the beach to test their drug over periods of years in a matter of days. That's smart. That's good. It's actually a really crazy thing where the movie is downright like bad. It is a bad movie, but... When you get to the end of the movie, you're like, actually, wait, I would totally watch that. That's a, I would watch that <laughs> as like a TV show, like about an evil pharmaceutical company that has a beach that makes you get old. I would absolutely watch the heck out of that. So there's no explanation of why the beach makes you get old. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like a soft explanation, which is just like magnets or something. Oh, magnets. You, sure, to escape sure. the beach that makes you get old, you have to swim through a reef that acts like a compression tube that like helps your body acclimate to the beach that makes you get old. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's that sounds. Fun. It's a confounding movie, but it, I mean, there's some stuff in it that's a little, that's like kind of wild. But for the most part, it's really bad. Did you watch? Did you watch any content to consume to stay sane? I watched Dune. Dune, do you like it? I loved it. I thought it was great. It's super fun, right? It's, it's one of the best sci-fi movies I've seen in years. And it, I know someone was tweeting about this, and it was like, it's absolutely true that good science fiction is just incomprehensible and weird and means you can't understand it at any point and, to, and you need to like have a separate like encyclopedia next to you to understand it. And it's exactly what we've been missing for a long time. It was really nice that nobody uh, said the phrase, that's not a thing, you know? You know? Yes, it's, it, there are no jokes. None, and I enjoy it that. It's entirely jokeless. I think, there's, is, yeah, I, also I, I think there's like maybe one and a half jokes, and maybe. they're fine. I do sort of like the half joke that Paul is not nearly as handsome or tall as they thought the, uh, the Messiah would be. <laughs> I liked that. Um, yeah, that was good. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie because uh, it had the confidence not to, like, smirk at me the whole time. Like it, yeah, it was just like, we're doing a story here. It's a story you haven't heard before. Like, let's do some weird shit. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, I would like to see a sequel immediately. I can't wait. I'm very excited. 2023, apparently. I, You know where I would like to see them go next? What sandy location I would like to see them go next? What? The beach that makes you get old. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to this little uh, episode. Um, I hope you don't uh, dislike how, like audibly embarrassed i'm doing this um i'm having a great time in lisbon uh and if you are in london next week please come to the star of kings uh we will be doing a live event i am very excited uh luke and i definitely have figured out what we'll be doing for the show we're very on top of things and very organized um but no it's gonna be a really fun night and uh i think it'll just be it you know i i think it'll be fun and definitely not a disaster i think it'll be very fun It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. And next week, uh, depending on how things work with our tech setup, we're still figuring this out. The hope is that we're going to come away with some semblance of a live show that we can put on the RSS feed. But if not, at the very least, you're going to get an episode with me and Luke in the same physical location, which will be very exciting. It'll be very strange. Uh, it is so strange that Luke was like, Ryan, like, I don't know how we're going to do the episode together because like our live shows on that Wednesday and we record on Wednesdays. And I was like, Luke, I'm staying at your house for like five days. So <laughs> you're staying at, you're staying in this room. Oh, is that the room? That's the room. Okay. I can't wait to look. I can't wait you're to staying in my studio. We should still do it via zoom though. Just so we don't feel <laughs> too vulnerable, you know, talking to each other. Obviously. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for listening and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.